What's up, everyone? It's Ben Cullen here with this week's Sports Fix for you. I want to start this week by giving a quick shout-out for the boys from East Rose West. They have rowed the Atlantic and made it to land. They did that yesterday. It took them 37 days and 14 hours. Well done, lads. What an achievement. Formula One is in danger of not having any sprint events this year. The sprint events were new last year. They introduced a short race on Saturdays in place of qualifying, which set the grid for the main event on the Sunday. They may not go ahead as a result of a standoff over money, says McLaren boss Zach Brown. F1 had an agreement in principle from the teams to increase the number from three to six in 2022. But eight out of the ten teams need to agree on details to secure the sprints, and some are holding out for more money. Brown said F1 might not find a way out of this situation, adding, that would be unfortunate. Our local hero, Edward Chung Long, has done it again. In his first international match since the Tokyo Olympic Summer Games last year, he's claimed the top spot. Hong Kong's star fencer and world number four made history by beating his Italian counterpart in the final at the Fencing World Cup. This was in Paris last weekend and he claimed gold with a score of 15-12. Chang is the city's first ever men's fencing World Cup winner. He made Hong Kong proud throughout the tournament as he also defeated world number one and former world champion 15-4 in their semi-final. What a run he has been on. The Australian Open is underway as you may have heard about, largely due to the issues surrounding Novak Djokovic. If you didn't hear, it was quite the week for the Serb after entering Australia. Long story short, he was deported for not being vaccinated. This was after being told he could enter the country and win in a court case whilst he was in detention. However, one man who is at the Australian Open and is delighted to be there is Andy Murray. Three years ago in Melbourne, I thought I'd potentially played the last match of my career said Murray, to be finally back at the Australian Open once again this year, playing on the same court as 2019 and winning in five sets, that was a brilliant experience. Congratulations, Andy. What a journey. We now welcome Eva Yo to the studio. She joins us via Zoom. Eva was previously Hong Kong's top women's golfer and was the first ever female to qualify for the US girls' competition. She spent some time in golf and has quite the story. But post-golf, she moved into a completely different direction as she got older and spent time as an animal rights activist, plus much more. Eva, how are you today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. We're very excited to have you. Welcome to Sports Fix. Before we get started, we'd like to do some quick-fire questions. So answer as quickly as you can and have fun with it. Okay. All right. Have you ever had a hole-in-one? No. <laughs> Pizza or donuts? Oh, jeez. Uh, donut. Favorite golf club to use? Driver. Favorite place you've ever played? Torrey Pines. Can you juggle? Yes. What's your furthest ever putt? Oh, um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Honestly, I don't know. Okay. Dogs or cats? Both. Both? I can't pick one. I love animals. That's what I do. Animal, animal activist, right? So. Okay. Favorite <laughs> sport that's not golf? Uh, archery. Really? Um, yeah. And then favorite musician slash artist? <sighs> um, I don't really have one. I don't have one. I listen to anything, really. 
Okay, good stuff, Eva. Can you give us a brief rundown of your story and what you've done and what you do today? Um, so I started golfing when I was 12, um, and I grew up in Chenmun, so I started because there's a diving range near where I live. My dad took me there, um, and I got quick, I got good pretty quick, so I started representing Hong Kong within a year. Um, I was pretty, I mean, I almost represent Hong Kong because of my family background, um, and then I got a scholarship from Tonghua Global Hospital to study in the U.S. And that was when I was, I think, 18, 19. And then I actually went to four, well, three different schools in four years. So I went to Santa Monica College, Eastern Washington University, and I graduated from Cal State Northridge. And I turned pro in 2008. And I qualified for the uh, LPGA Coaches Tour on my first attempt. And then I spent a little time there. I was on the promotional team and then I got a status on the second tier of the European tour as well. Um, I was struggling when I was on a tour. So that's when I started volunteering for a local rescue group. And from that, um, that became, or that would became my career later on when I moved back to Hong Kong. So I came back to Hong Kong in 2012, I think. I was only coming back for holidays to renew my visa, but uh, I got a job offer from South China Athletic Association to uh, look after their driving range. I tired of the paycheck to paycheck life, so I took it. Um, I was there for, I think, two and a half, three years, uh, helped them with the renovation, um, got bored, um, and then a friend of mine suggested I should look into uh, animal welfare. Um, Google it. Um, I applied a job that had no clue what it was. It was a development post. I, I applied for it, got it, and the rest is history. Now I'm in the animal uh, environmental rights sector. So yeah, that's kind of my uh, background. And I'm an artist as well. So I do art. <laughs> Can you, um, I mean, there's lots to, to, to dissect there. Can you just quickly <laughs> tell us a little bit about your art? I, um, I, I mean, I had a degree in studio art, but I do like all kind of art, but, uh, I did a lot of pet portraits when I was on a tour, um, to try to make money on the side to support my golf. So yeah. yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you for all of that. I'm going to go right back to the start. Can you tell us about sort of, I guess your childhood and how you got into golf and what your sport in history was as a child? I would say golf is the only sport that I play. I got into it because of, of my dad. And at first I thought it was really boring, um, sort of like an old man's sport. I think because like back in the days, uh, not a lot of junior golf in Hong Kong. So yeah. um, I think the only reason why I, I stay in golf is because I got put pretty quick. And when I was representing Hong Kong, I get to see my friends. So I travel without my parents and that was fun. Uh, so that was the motivation back then. <laughs> Um, but I was, so I was the first from Hong Kong to qualify for uh, U.S. girls, public links and the U.S. amateur. And, um, I shot my first under par actually at Torrey Pines. That's why Torrey Pines is my favorite golf course. Um, my first under par ever was five under at uh, Torrey Pines during the junior world. Um, and when I play at the public links, first day I was tied with uh, Michelle Wei and Yanni Zhang. I got into match play and I had no idea what match play is. Uh, it, was, it was pretty embarrassing, but 
yeah so back then i mean i know how to play but i just had no clue of the rules which is yeah again embarrassing but that's sort of my my golfing background um but yeah yeah so what age did you first pick up a club 12 well 11 and a half 12 years old yeah okay and then how old were you when you qualified for those competitions uh, the U.S. girl was when I was 17. That was my first time trying out. Um, for 17 and then Public Links was, I think I was 19. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do, how do you go about actually representing Hong Kong? What do you have to win locally to get that privilege? So I was playing at the, the local, the Hong Kong Junior Close. I think the first, my first tournament, I think I finished third or fourth, I think. Okay. And I, at that time, there's a junior program, so I got picked, and yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And I think within maybe like two years, I started joining the ladies squad as well. So I was playing both um, the junior rank and the amateur rank. Um, yeah, I was missing school a lot. Like the the most I've missed school was probably like three weeks out of a month. So that was pretty intense. It was fun though. Yeah, of course, of course, it was no doubt. <laughs> So you said you got good pretty quickly. How often were you playing? I so I am not a member of any golf club, so I just practice at the range. Um, I used to spend, I would say, maybe like three days, three four days on the range, um, a week. Okay. So how how often would you get to play on a course? I would say twice a week. We play nine holes on Wednesday and Friday. Sometimes we get to play on Saturday as well. Like so not a lot. Yeah. But I would say like I, I I was practicing a lot like in the summer when I was in Taiwan. So I I used to train with the Taiwan national team for a little bit. Um but I would play every day when I was over there. Understood. And then when you were you know, you, you made the move across to the States, how Mm-hmm. different was life for you then you know how, how much were you playing then were you getting coaching talk us through that so i don't really have a coach uh, when i was in taiwan i was kind of sort of under the wing of uh, a, a Jap- uh, japanese tour um LG, lpga player uh, when i was in the state i trained with a couple of the china team members actually in palm spring for a little bit and when I was playing for a college, we would practice four or five days a week. So we will go to the range maybe like three times and play on course like three, four times a week. So yeah. Thank you, Eva. We look forward to hearing more from you next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. It's that time of the year where a lot of attention is on the NFL. And in particular, Tom the Goat Brady. This week, my hottest ticket in the world is the Bucks versus the Rams. The Super Bowl is just around the corner. Can he do it again? Have a great weekend all, and I'll see you for your sports fix next week. Thank you, Ben. Join him every Friday for a very special sports fix. Colin